Welcome into the Morning Quickie, Thursday, June 13th, jam-packed edition. I feel like yesterday I didn't have any stories, today I feel like we got a bunch of good stories. Let's get to them. Game 7 last night, the St. Louis Blues give the Blues to the Boston Bruins as they win their first Stanley Cup, a, a dominant performance on road ice. What a tease. Uh, St. Louis lets the Bruins win game six. Boston gets to all get together, get inside the arena, uh, celebrate as they wait for another championship, only to have St. Louis just beat the hell out of them. It was 4-0 until the Bruins got a, a goal with a couple minutes left to you know, try to have a last gasp run. But uh, kind of a remarkable turnaround. St. Louis was in last place, you know, I don't want to say halfway through the year, but a couple months into the season. They end up winning the cup. A little bit of Boston news. I guess this might be good news or at least an update to some potential good news as David Ortiz is healing. He is healing. Uh, but some details came out that David Ortiz, the shooter, the, uh, the would-be assassin, was reportedly paid $7,800 to carry out the attack. I guess the type of job he did was that of a $7,800 hitman. They believe I believe they found six men uh, who had been involved in this conspiracy to have Big Poppy popped. Huge news coming out of college basketball, sort of, kind of. I guess we might have been here, seen this, heard this before. But a high-ranking NCAA official told CBS Sports on Wednesday that at least six Division I men's basketball programs will receive notices of allegations for Level 1 violations. Level 1 violations are the most serious infractions under NCAA rules as a result of the federal government's investigation into corruption in the sport. Stan Wilcox, who is the vice president of regulatory affairs of the NCAA, told CBS Sports at an athletic director's conference in Orlando that two programs might receive notices of allegations by early July and four more will receive them by the end of summer. So you might be thinking, who are these programs going to be? Well, as you know, Arizona, Auburn, shout out to Bruce, Oklahoma State and USC, Dunk City, wait, wait, Lob City, Dunk City, Lob City was the Clippers, Dunk City was the Florida Gulf Coast, right, and now he's at USC, so Dunk City, uh, they had assistant coaches plead guilty to accepting bribes from aspiring business manager Christian Dawkins and others to influence their players to sign with the, you know, the sports agency, so we got those four. Arizona, Auburn, Oklahoma State, USC. And then we have testimonies against these other schools that uh, basically allege that you know coaches from there had made offers to play pa- players and families. Uh, those schools are Creighton, Kansas, Louisville, NC State, and Oregon. And then, of course, we have whatever the hell's happened with Will Wade and LSU. You don't get in the way of federal investigations. Activity was going on during that span that was within our purview, but now if the court cases are done, now we're in a position where we're likely to see notices of allegations going to institutions that have violated NCAA rules 
I think you can anticipate notices of allegations will be coming. So of those, uh, you know, North Carolina has also been linked to this at, at times. Uh, you know, Duke, obviously, with Zion Williamson. I'd be shocked if any of the big boys went down. I guess maybe Kansas. Kansas, maybe, because they're the ones who got all this started with DeSousa. Maybe Kansas. Maybe Oregon, although that Nike money's got to be good, right? You got Jordan money. You got Nike money. Um, either one of those going to get taken down? I doubt it. Maybe Auburn, though, if you're an SEC fan. Maybe Auburn uh, could be... In the crosshairs of the NCAA, so that could happen by the uh, you know by July, and the rest could happen by the end of summer. We'll see, we'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. At least that when it comes to level one violations against big schools. Speaking of Duke, we talked a little Duke. How's this for a transition? Duke, Kyrie Irving. You remember he played there for uh, half a season. Kyrie Irving is changing representation on the eve of free agency. And the draft, keep in mind, a week away from the draft, pumped. Although my balls are all kind of showing up in the second round now. Kyrie Irving fired his longtime agent, Jeff Wessler, who had been his agent since he came into the league in 2011. Wessler's got to be like, come on, man. Come on, Kyrie, I got you Uncle Drew money. Like, are we going to forget the Uncle Drew money? Huh? Are you going to forget about that big Pepsi campaign that got you a movie somehow? Which, by the way, Uncle Drew was a fine movie, I guess. It was okay. You're going to fire me before this big payday? Really? Okay, I guess. You jerk. Apparently, uh, Kyrie is expected to sign with Rock Nation, the ROC. Obviously, that would be Jay-Z, sports agency. Obviously, that would have New York Ties, Brooklyn, or the Knicks. Kyrie, you know, really making no... uh, Maybe maybe at least pointing, at least throwing up some smoke screens, some smoke signals, uh, making us all think where he's headed. We'll find out. I thought it was funny that Jeff Weschler also represents Jason Tatum. I really don't think Kyrie Irving likes Jason Tatum. I think those guys got beef. I think those guys got beef, and I don't think it's a coincidence Or he could just want to be with Jay-Z. Ah, who knows? Game six tonight. I'm pumped for game six. Uh, last little bit of sports news. New England Patriots have filed tampering charges against the Houston Texans for trying to hire Nick Cesaro to the GM spot. The Texans had asked for permission to interview him, but they had not been granted permission. Uh, and then apparently they were at parties together and there was some weird stuff going on with some Patriots officials at these parties. Not like weird stuff, like sex stuff. No, not not like any eyes wide shut stuff. I'm just saying some unofficial interviews. And the Patriots are now like, hey, um, other teams are cheat too. We're snitching on everybody. Take their draft picks like you took ours. Uh, Cesaro had been the, or has been, I guess he's still there, the director of player, player personnel since 2008 for the Patriots. As we switch gears to look around the rest of the world, um, some big stuff in Memphis I'll end the show with, uh, but I found this interesting coming out of the tech world. A new lawsuit accuses Amazon of violating child privacy laws in at least eight states. The lawsuit claims that Amazon recorded audio from millions of children without obtaining proper consent from the parents. What about the kids? 
Alexa-powered devices regularly recorded audio uh, when activated with the wait word, which is Alexa by default. Earlier this year, Bloomberg found that Amazon employees listen to these recordings and occasionally annotate a, quote, extremely small sample of them for training purposes. Bloomberg reported that members of the Amazon team listen to these recordings, can listen to as many as 1,000 clips during a nine-hour shift. So they're out here taking taking our recordings from their Alexa stuff and using it for training, I guess, to better suit Alexa and maybe uh, get some, I, I guess, some idea of what these kids are wanting. I don't know. That's what the lawsuit's claiming. That Alexa records people regardless of whether or not they purchased the device or signed up to use the Alexa apps. They're saying it's not just people who have signed up and agreed to this. Everyone's getting recorded. The suit goes on. Sweet. The suit goes on to allege that Amazon is violating laws in eight states: Florida, Illinois, New Michigan, uh, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Washington by not obtaining explicit consent. The lawsuit claims that Amazon is using the data to glean the habits and personal information of children and has, quote, strong commercial incentives to collect as many Alexa recordings as possible. So if you have an Alexa, uh, you know, I think it's been pretty well known now that you are getting recorded. Think about the kids. These kids are getting recorded, which I guess these lawsuits for now just wants all these uh, recordings to be deleted. They said there might be some damages filed afterwards if it's seen as a reputable Lawsuit. I found this kind of interesting today on the heels of a story I was reading from, I believe, last week. I didn't put it on the morning quickie because I didn't find it, but I got to look into this. Researchers at Cambridge, Cambridge University, and Sweden's Likomping University believe scammers can get your passwords, can glean your passwords by deciphering the sound waves generated by fingers tapping on smartphone touchscreens. This blows my mind a little bit. Like, you know, you put in your lock code, you put in your password. You put in your PIN number. If you have to put in your PIN number, I don't know if you put PIN numbers in on your phone, but that's what they recover PIN codes. Maybe that's just as simple as your lock screen number. Could be your bank account, though. I don't know. Uh, but they have shown that you can that the attack can successfully recover PIN codes, individual letters, and whole words. A passive sound-based attack could be executed if a person installs an app infected with such malware. Quote, many apps ask this permission, and most of us blindly accept the list of demanded permissions anyway, the researchers wrote. Attackers could also provide their target with a smartphone on which the malicious app was pre-installed. So I guess they're saying you could buy an app that also you could buy a phone that already has this equipment in there, or you happen to download the wrong app. Among a test group of 45 people across several tests, the researchers correctly replicate passwords on smartphones seven times out of 27, uh, while given 10 attempts. So I guess they can get close enough, uh, close enough to get it done. On tablets, however, researchers got that 19 times out of 27, so they're much more likely to be able to get your passwords on tablets. Uh, researchers had participants enter passwords at three locations at a university uh, with different levels of background noise. A common room where a coffee machine was used, a reading room with computers, and a library. So fairly quiet places, but in these quiet places where you would be using such devices, uh, these attackers were able to get your passwords. To guard against such attacks, researchers suggest smartphone makers might consider installing a switch that would allow users to shut off their microphone. Another option, they said, is to simply make it more obvious when the microphone is on by flashing a light or an icon on the screen. 
So yeah, they're ha they're hacking through microphones, and I guess the researchers are saying we don't really know when our microphones are going to be on. So people are getting your access through that. So just be careful. They're recording us, everybody. We're we're out here getting spot on at all times. Some crazy stuff going on in Memphis last night, as uh, Shelby County Sheriff's Departments uh, were basically lined up against very angry protesters in the streets of Fraser after Brandon Weber, a 21-year-old, had been shot multiple times by a U.S. Marshal. I haven't seen a lot of concrete information about this in terms of how the shooting happened. Uh, police say that this guy was shooting at them or shooting at the U.S. Marshals, I guess. Uh, the family members are saying, hey, we got to make sure we confirm that because we don't know if that's true. But it led to angry protests out in the streets of Memphis. I don't think there was any cop violence outside of, you know, the original shooting. But I do think uh, Memphis guys were lining up and gals, guys and gals, men and women were lining up and shooting their guns off in the air and screaming and throwing rocks and tree limbs at cops. And, uh, you know, eventually it led to the, the police getting the right to uh, have to bring the tear gas out. Pretty wild scenes. I mean, there was a there was some uh, live footage there of the protest going on. It was about as crazy as you would think it was. So we'll wait and see more information come out. But you know, just here, if you're in Tennessee, in our state, even if you don't claim Memphis, the, the world's going to. They're going to call it Memphis, Tennessee. There was a incident last night. We'll wait for more details. I'll give you an update on tomorrow's morning quickie as well as. Tell you who won game six in the finals and give you a breakdown of that as well as look around for the rest of the stories. Uh, new podcast out here on the Reed's Ranch feed. Me and Seth talk sports, talk vols, talk finals, take questions. Listen to that underneath this. Subscribe, five stars, iTunes, patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch if you're with the movement. All right, talk to you guys later.